Welcome to the 2020 Baby podcast. I'm Pamela Douglas and I have Emma McCabe on the phone, a breastfeeding counsellor and mother of two from Brooklyn, New York. We've been having a conversation about getting breastfeeding working for you during the pandemic. And today we're going to have the burp and puke chat. Well, Emma, I wanted to move into the burping chat. Um, mm. <laughs> burping. And, <laughs> that's it. And, um, and this is so important to the well-being mm. of women and their babies and yet, and yet it seems so trivial, but it's not trivial. Well, it's just something I talk about with families all the time. And of course, in, in my, you know, at the Possums Clinic, um, we're also endlessly um, engaged in discussions with, with parents about this. Yeah. So maybe I'll invite you to um, give me your reflections and then I'll, I'll come in after that. Well, you know... I'm sure you hear the same thing. I think a lot of families are told that they need to burp their babies um, after feeding for 15 minutes often. And then they get told as well, on top of that, not only do you burp your baby for 15 minutes, but you should hold them upright for a further 15 minutes (laughs) so that they don't spit up, Hmm. Um, which I think is based on this idea that spit up is bad. Yeah. That spit up is something that should be avoided at all costs. The belief that um, it causes pain, actually, that the reflux coming up right. causes pain in the esophagus. Right, right. Or I, and, and, you know, I don't know that. So, yes, I think that's definitely part of it. But I don't even know that um, it always, that that's always the explanation being given, um, even though I think it definitely is an explanation that is given. I think oftentimes um, there isn't a lot of explanation given to families mm. about why you need to do this. So there isn't necessarily a, well, uh, spit up is reflux and reflux is acidic and the acidity hurts the baby. Mm. It's just that spit up is bad generally and we want to avoid it, um, which it's so, so disruptive to. Um, it is. It's extremely disruptive. And, and we well, know that, that refluxing night. is exactly, it's a huge disruption in the night. And just, just to clarify, we know that that refluxate that so often runs up from a baby's stomach, either up the esophagus and then back down or all the way out as a, as a puke, mm-hmm. sometimes quite a projectile vomit. Mm-hmm. You know, we certainly want to make sure that the baby isn't constantly projectile vomiting with a true pyloric stenosis and, and your right. um, GP will organise an ultrasound if that's a concern. And we do want to make right, sure that there's not a very... a lot of other serious signs. Uh, a pyloric stenosis is, is, um, can be associated with poor weight gain, but it's a really kind of forceful but consistent pattern of vomiting. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it occurs, but it's... it's very Typically, rare. that the reflux is absolutely normal. Baby, what's what's yeah. normal is that babies puke, but also there's something yes. called a food protein intolerance enteropathy syndrome, FPIs. Mm-hmm. It's it's rare. These babies are really sick, 
in response to the food protein that they're um, reacting to. Mm-hmm. They're sick babies. This, again, is something that needs to be dealt with medically. But the vast majority of our little ones will puke and and sometimes quite forcefully, and it's absolutely normal. Or they'll swallow reflux back down. It's not mm-hmm. acidic. It's not causing problems. Mm-hmm. And and yet, exactly as you're saying, families are advised that it's it's of concern. So back yeah, over I to you. Yeah, I often get questions. Well, I often get questions like, we can't get the baby to burp, so we'll burp the baby for 15 minutes, and then they don't burp, so should we just keep going? And... Um, and my response is usually no, and you don't even have to do it in the first place because the idea that you you need to burp your baby is based based on this idea that somehow babies don't know how to burp themselves. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I'm often I'll often say, look, you, you just really don't have to do it at all. Um, the burp will come up when they're ready. Often it's when you change positions when you pick them up from lying down to you know holding them upright in your arms. Or it'll just happen if if they need it to happen at any point. Um, but it's not something that you need to spend a lot of time trying to get them to burp. And actually, I uh, often phrase it to families, like imagine if you drank eight glasses of milk and then someone hit you repeatedly on the back for, well, for a long period I, I, of time. I mean, I, I don't say that because, you know, I, I'm I'm careful to make sure that we're not making families feel as though they've been hurting their baby you know or no they um, haven't been. no but it, and it wouldn't it wouldn't even hurt a baby. or make it's them feel silly you know we don't want to make them feel silly but um but it, you know they're, they're just receiving advice that that can be so disruptive to that little one it really you know can dial babies up can't it and keep well and it also just disrupts the natural sleep progression that happens after a feed and so especially exactly. if you're doing that at night it creates a, it creates much longer awake periods for yep. parents yep. Um, and, and also for the baby and then you have to resettle the baby. Um, exactly. After I talk about the, the holding f- them upright. Exactly. The four big disruptors in the night, burping um, rituals that we feel we need to engage, holding upright after feeds, changing the nappy unless, you know, it's a pooey nappy, really fairly soon on we want to... Feel as though we don't so what have to do you say to families who say, well, if we don't burp our baby, then um, then they'll spit up and we're worried that they'll spit up while they're sleeping and then they'll choke? Yep. Can I finish with my fourth disruptor and then address yeah. that? So the fourth disruptor in the night is feeling as though we have to wrap the baby or swaddle the baby because wrapping mm-hmm. and swaddling, we know from the research, doesn't really make babies sleep better. You know, it doesn't really... Um, make babies settled overall and we can't breastfeed babies wrapped or swaddled because that fit and hold and turning on the baby's breastfeeding reflexes means that they have to be unwrapped so then if they've fallen asleep at the breast which just as you're saying happens with the neurohormones of breastfeeding then you're rousing them to wrap them so that's what I wanted to finish off that we've got the four disruptors in the night that we can let go Mm -hmm. of um, now, what do I say to families who've um, been advised that if they don't get that burp up after a feed, the baby's more likely to be unsettled and won't sleep for or as long? Or not unsettled, that... but the baby, no, no, that if they don't burp the baby or hold them upright, then the baby will spit up while they're lying down oh. asleep and choke. 
Okay. Well, firstly, babies may well puke when they're down on their back because, of course, as you know, the safest way to put babies down or to sleep babies is is very definitely on their back. They may well puke, but if you think about it, being on their back, the airway is up above the esophagus and being on their back actually protects the airway from pukes. So it's actually safer for a baby to be on their back when they're puking than to be face, you know, face with cheeks rested against mm. the mattress or, you know, that is on their tummy, both in terms of sleep generally but in terms of managing pukes that might happen when they're lying back. Supine well, is, is the way like to that lay our babies. Burping your baby and then holding your baby upright doesn't necessarily stop them from spitting up. You can no, do all that and then your baby spits up anyway. Of course. And of so course. That's it. And generally as well, babies sleep on their back, but they don't sleep with their head up to the ceiling. When we sleep on our back, our head generally turns to the side. So anything that was going to come out of their mouth is going to trickle out the side of their mouth usually. Yeah, and sometimes they may be more looking to the ceiling, but the airway will still be protected. They have multiple mechanisms for protecting that airway and we we just mm. don't need to be concerned about it. We may hear it mm. and as parents we're always, you know, paying attention. Well, we know that that's why it's safest day or night to have the baby sleeping in the same room as you. Yeah. It's, it's because, in fact, the baby can hear you even when sleeping and is alert to you and you um, are much more attuned, of course, when the baby's in the same room to what's happening. So yeah. safe sleep does require mm. daytime and nighttime having the bubby in the same area as you. Well, thanks for listening. It's been great to have your company. And remember to check out the non-profit website possumsonline.com for lots of free resources and programs and the publications that form the evidence base to neuroprotective developmental care or the possums programs as together we grow joy in early life I hope you tune in again soon bye for now